we pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for loving us and caring for us this past week. Be with us this week as we look at sharing love to others. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all you do for us and for your spirit working in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, last night, 100 days of rioting in Portland, protesting, rioting for 100 solid days, and the rioters say they will keep it up until they get what they want. In other words, they'll keep going, supposedly, even through the rain and through the winter, if necessary. Interesting. We can make all kinds of comments, pro or con, but it's interesting what's happening in our culture and what's happening as we moan and groan about what's going on. We talked about this last week, and I told you we're doing a three-part series, and the whole theory, the whole theme is God is love, and then last week we looked, Jesus loves me, this week it's Jesus loves you, and next week we'll look at Jesus loves all. Remember last week we said that um, 1 John 4, verse 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Well, we can certainly say the people that are out protesting and rioting and destroying stuff certainly do not love God, we can say, and therefore they don't know God as love. But that's what they need to know. That's the message that needs to be conveyed in this world in which we live. So last week I challenged you, I time I said God is love and go like this, you say amen, because the word amen means yes, it is so, it is true. And this week we'll add the message that Jesus loves well, last week was Jesus loves me, and this week Jesus loves me. So let's refresh that again. God is love. Amen. Jesus loves me. Amen. Jesus loves you. Amen. It's true. That's why we say amen to the things that we want to emphasize. We talked last week about the fact that easily the devil comes along and tries to tempt us to be depressed, discouraged, and defeated. The three D's. But all of these can be changed by God's love. If we take God's love seriously. So last week, I challenged you to know and believe that God loves me. Hopefully you said that to yourself during the week and talked about it and prayed about it. Because there's no need for us in this culture in which we live to be depressed, discouraged, or defeated. God's love has the three uns, the three uns, U-N, okay? God's love is unconditional, it's unending, and it's unchanging. Three uns that we should remember as we walk through these days. God's love is unconditional, unending, And it is unchanging. But it's interesting how people put conditions on relationships. It's kind of like why marriages fail. We put conditions on our spouse. We put conditions on our family, our children, or children on their parents. And when we put conditions on things, it breaks up a relationship. I suppose a good idea would be if when you do marriages, we should probably add a few things. Like, I promise to love you even if you leave your dirty socks on the floor. Or maybe we should say, I promise to love you even if you don't cook the meals that I like. 
Or maybe you should say, give a promise, I will, con- I will uh, continue to love you even if you fail to take the garbage out. See, those are ifs. God has no ifs. No ifs. There's no ifs about God's love for you and me. It's unconditional, it's unending, and it's unchanging. No ifs. God doesn't say, I'll love you if you do this or do that, or if you behave that way. God does not say that to you. He says, I love you just like you are. Just who you are. I love you. There was a bumper sticker that this gal had on her car, and it said, the man I'll marry must be at least as good as my dog. Now that bumper sticker says something. It says two things. It says dogs are great, and two, dealing with people can be difficult. Well, we probably would agree with that. Even though she put it there on humor under a bumper sticker, it says something about sometimes who we are. You see, we try to put things in our perspective. We try to put things like children will say, if you don't do it my way, I won't be your friend. Maybe you said that as a kid. Or maybe you had people, other kids tell you that. I'm going to play with you if you don't do it my way. But we as people put conditions on relationships too. And that's why things fail in our relationships. But the good news is there's a balance. And that's the balance I want to talk about today. The balance between God is good and loves and cares and that God loves, or Jesus loves me and that Jesus loves you, okay? So if you take sodium and chlorine, you take them separately, and you consume one of these without the other, you get pretty sick, and you might even die. But if you put the two together, what do you have? Sodium and chlorine make salt that's necessary for our existence. And so the day, looking at this three-part theme, I want you to experience God's unconditional love for you. His unconditional love, his unending love, his unchanging love. A marvelous concept for you to grasp. And so because I know that God loves me, I'm going to say this to you. God loves you. Amen? But you've got to be real. I can't fake it. If I don't really have Christ loving me, I really can't tell you that Jesus loves you and mean it. I can say it, but do I really mean it? I want you to know that I mean it today when I say that to you. Jesus indeed loves you. Amen. comes from the heart. Because I care about you, you're important to me. I have to be real. I can't be like the uh, robber who came into the Burger King in Ypsilanti, Michigan, with his gun pointed at the counter early in the morning. And he said, open your cash register and give me all your money in this bag. The clerk said, well, sir, um, the cash register won't open unless there's an order. You have to have an order. because It doesn't open on its own, so you'll have to give me an order. And he said, oh, okay, onion rings. 
The cashier behind the said, Sir, it's early in the morning. Onion rings aren't available until 11. The cash register won't open. Now the robber, pointing his gun there, got so frustrated, he put it back in his pocket and ran out of the, ran out of the Burger King. You see, he wasn't prepared. He wasn't set to know what he was doing. He wasn't sincere. Or you can't be like the lady who walked into Lake City, Florida, carrying a, 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 a chainsaw. A chainsaw. She had a chainsaw in her arm and her hand. She came in to the clerk and says, turn over all the money in your cash register, I'll use this. He looked at it. He saw that it was an electric one. The cord wasn't plugged in. So he pointed out to her lady, he says, that's an electric chainsaw and the cord's not plugged in. She looked at it and turned around and ran out the door. You see, she wasn't prepared. She wasn't serious about what she was doing, I guess. So we need to be serious about the fact when we want to share God's love to people because we want people to know that it comes from the heart. So I'm here to say, first of all, God is love. Amen. Jesus loves me. Amen. And Jesus loves you. Amen. Listen to 1 Peter 1.22. Peter writes, Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, Love one another deeply from the heart. Wow. Love one another deeply from the heart. In the heart. He says, love one another. But you can be able to say to others and tell them about God's love. We need that message in this chaotic world. You see, love comes from God. And God's love is revealed, as we talked about last week, from the, at the cross for Jesus Christ gave his life for you. He shed his blood, died, he suffered, died for you, and rose again that you might live out of pure love. So in this chaotic world in which you and I live, and the frustrations in which we see on the news every night, or every day, and we see so much hate, so much confusion, so much evil, so much uncertainty, and we wonder what's going to happen in the elections. And all this, we need love. God's love. God's wonderful love that's revealed in Jesus Christ. But we've got to be plugged in. We've got to be at the source. Now this summer, as the summer's opened up and it started to get warm, Maxine and I decided we need to get a new fountain because our, our fountain on the patio had no longer working and they were putting new roof on and everything and so it was in a pile of junk, so we got rid of it. And the old fountain with a pump on it, and we were looking for a fountain, a water fountain, to put in the patio, just for being able to sit by the fountain and hear the water bubble and enjoy water flowing. And going around the stores here, it was a little bit, summer had already started, so they pretty well sold out of fountains and didn't have anything we liked, so we found one on Amazon that was four feet high and weighed 50 pounds. But it was a good-looking uh, fountain, and looked like it was a pile of rocks, and the water had run down the rocks. And so we ordered it in a few days. It came in that big box, and I put it on the front porch. And we had a big box, 50 pounds, which we had to open out there, take the fountain out, all the styrofoam we're still trying to get rid of, and cut up the cardboard and put it in the recycle bin. But after we got it out of the box, we had to carry it to the back, to the patio. But of course, it's not real rocks. It's fiberglass or whatever. And we put it out there. But that's not enough. There's no water running. How do you, what's the problem? Well, you had to put water in it. The base of the fountain says it holds four gallons. Put four gallons of water in there. So we put four gallons of water 
in the base. But that's still the water, the water coming down the phone, right? So we had to do something else. Oh, in the box is a pump. You, put, you had to put a pump in there, in that base, and, put it, and hook it to a hose that runs up to the top behind the fountain and come, uh, make the water drip down. So you hook, put the fountain, you put the uh, pump in, but still the water's not flowing, right? You've got to plug in the plug into the electrical outlet to get electricity from where the pump to work, so the pump can pump the water up to the top and the water can dribble down on a fountain and draw the water. All it has to work. You see, the pump needs electricity. And we might use that as an illustration, that's God's love coming to us. Like electricity comes from the pump. God's love comes to us, and the pump is the Holy Spirit pumping God's love through us and letting it dribble out in a beautiful fountain to others so that others can see this beauty of the fountain, which is us, our love being flowing out from us because God has sent his spirit in us. Because God is the source, and the Holy Spirit is the pump, that pumps it into us, and we then let the water of love flow out to others then around us, in our family, in our homes, in our neighborhood, wherever we're at, whatever we're doing. Love flows. And that's the point of what God wants from us in this middle of this chaotic world in which we live. And that's why I would call your attention again, just to listen one more part time to the last couple of verses of the epistle lesson today that Larry read to you. Listen just carefully to the words. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, or any other commandment, are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Now there is powerful words in God's word for us to take into consideration in our lives that God's love flows in Jesus Christ to us. And that's why worship is essential. That's why we come to worship or listen online and participate in worship services still in the midst of this pandemic. It's why prayer is so vital that you and I are in prayer daily, <coughs> praying to our Lord and bringing our requests to him. You see, I need to be plugged into the word, just like my pump has to be plugged into the electric outlet for the fountain to work. And I need to be plugged in to the Lord's Supper. That's why you're here today, to participate in receiving what God has for you. The Lord's Supper is God's gift to you today as you take his body and blood of his son, Jesus Christ, shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, to strengthen your faith, to reassure you that you have eternal life, that you will live forever. What a blessing that we can receive this blessing today, and every time it's offered to us. I need to be plugged in to the Lord's Supper. So are you staying connected? That's a question you have to answer yourself. Are you connected to this wonderful love so that you can hear it when I say to you, Jesus loves you. Amen. Don't let the news and the events around you scare you. 
in these days in which we live. Don't let the politics scare you, or the world scare you, or the riots, or COVID-19. Don't be scared by them. Remember Romans 8, verse 1. It says this, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No, no combination if you're in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus and you know that he loves you and believe that he loves you and he's the Savior and died for you, you have no condemnation. 100% forgiven. 100% saved. Wow. It's unconditional. It's unending. And it's unchanging. Next week, we'll talk about God loves all. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity once again to hear your word about love and to put love to work in our hearts. That as love, if we know that you love each of us individually, we can share that love with others, that we can proclaim the good news of Jesus to others. So in closing, God is love. Amen. Jesus loves me. Amen. Jesus loves you. Amen. God bless you.